everyone and welcome back to the kick to the crotch podcast brought to you by let's chat youtube channel um first of all um you will know by now that we have gone completely independent and obviously to um help with equipment to get the right guests everything like that is always helpful if we can get a little bit of cash so yes this does sound like begging but screw it we're gonna act like bar none from tiktok and merch link is in bio we do actually have merch now we have hoodies t-shirts and we have mugs as well i will be um mine is in the post i will be having one in future podcasts to show you they exist so yeah hoodies t-shirts and um mugs all the merch is down below just give it a click have a go or um through and we may even do competitions in the future where you can win some you never know um we just have to see how it goes but yes it does support the channel as well as um liking commenting and subscribing yes i know we're sounding more and more like a youtube channel because we are more and more like a youtube channel not just a random podcast from a university this is now independent so please do support us if you like us um and thank you very much anyway today we are uh, joined again by tom davy uh, the reason specifically and this is where although my knowledge of martial arts and self-defense will be helpful to a point i am very much the back foot today because we're going to be talking about um stunt work effectively so it's how um how martial arts and self-defense and all that kind of side of things are developed, um, carried out and done in films, TV and, and that kind of media, basically. Um, obviously, I, we all know some of the tricks and I know some of them, uh, but none of us know all of it. But uh, Tom is actively working doing it. So um, that should definitely help us. So, uh, yeah, Tom is... Um, I'll let him introduce what his actual title is because I always get it wrong. <laughs> as well as that, if you haven't been here before, Tom is also a um, third Dan? Second. Second was Dan meant, Was meant to be going for my third, then COVID. <laughs> He's just being lazy, really. But he is a second Dan Black Belt in, in Aikido um, and has been training for a long time as well. So has the practical uh, background for it as well. So, Tom, how are you doing? Uh, yeah, not too bad, actually. Good, good, good. Just on my usual coffee binge at uh, stupid o'clock at night. <laughs> <laughs> I've just finished my coffee off as well. It's you know, it's just something to. It's, it just feels right to have coffee here or energy drinks. I've run out of energy drinks. Coffee, you know, that's how my brain works. Um, <laughs> the healthy options, of course. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, we we talked about this before previously. Yep, caffeine, caffeine. Um, yep. But uh, yeah, as I was saying, basically, we're just trying to figure out that difference because obviously, a lot of people. Um, especially, and any of my students from any point in time that have ever uh, trained with me will know, um, born films aren't fucking real. Um, so obviously you have the born films where they're very elaborate, they're very over the top. You get people like Scott Adkins, obviously, who was, before he was a martial artist, was a gymnast. Was, has a so, brief, <laughs> brief two-minute sequence in yeah. the second one. <laughs> Yes. So they have a massive long, you know, the length of a, a, a program kind of fight scene and yet neither of them are dead somehow. Um, so, you know, how does it develop into that when we're when we look at it? Because obviously you're working with directors, writers or whatever, who I'm guessing, apart from in films like John Wick. Yes. Surprisingly, guys, the John Wick directors, both martial artists, um, but generally they don't know them. anything. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Generally, they, they're there just going, yeah, well, why can't a fight last for two hours? Like, they don't know uh, anything. Classic so... example of uh, directors not knowing how things work is obviously the Star Wars films and George Lucas. Yeah. He can't direct fight scenes. He knows what he likes and what looks good to him. 
but what looks good to a director who has no idea what they're doing training wise, angles wise and stuff as a fight director and choreographer or even just a fighter in general. Mm. You can start the whole, I mean, as much as I love the character Darth Maul and Ray Park as a, you know, as, as any of his characters and stuff, yep. that fight has so many glaring issues with it. Like <laughs> you can see the distancing and you can see that they're not actually aiming at each other and they're basically playing patty cake with the lightsabers it's so obvious it's like oh i'm gonna aim above your head because it's safe but they're filming it side on and you can see that they're not <laughs> aiming to hit the guy in the head yeah that's just think how not to do it just watch the things they do in that star wars it just the jewel of the fate scene watch how it is released don't copy it which <laughs> must be interesting obviously because um people like ewan mcgregor and liam neeson obviously they're, they're used to just being choreographed. Ray Park, of course, is a martial artist. Is a martial so it must have artist, been so, yeah. Really frustrating for him because he must be there going, oh, for actually, fuck's um, I actually met him at uh, Comic Con and I was, well, I was working at one of the Comic Cons mm. and had um, what, a book that I should have got ready, but I didn't. Uh, Guide to Becoming a Stunt Person that um, I got from doing stunt training at stunt school. London Stunt School that seems to not be running anymore. I don't know what's going on with that, but he, I've got a sign thing from him. And I asked him how annoyed he was that his character got killed off by a move he could have just done this with and blocked. <laughs> and I just got the, it was quite annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, um, yeah, so I, I think, again, I'm not, I can't speak for him, but because he's, mm. I mean, he's still making bank off of being Dark Moore. It's like, yeah. His, yeah. that and um, the ninja from, uh, God, what was it called? G.I. Joe. He's yes. still making money from basically just those two, even though he's been in hundreds of other things. He was in more. He, he yeah, was Toad, Toad in X-Men. Toad in X-Men. <laughs> he was in, yeah, he Toad in X-Men. He was um, in, yeah, he was like a random fighter in, and also the double for uh, Raiden in Mortal Kombat 2. <laughs> oh, so um, Christopher Lamb? No, that was the first one. It was the second Mortal Kombat film. Oh, I've got to go. He was the fight one, yeah. double for him. Uh, yeah. And he was also, he played Edgar in, um, with the cookeries, the knives in, oh, what was it called? Bloody, I can't think of the name of the series now. No, one with all the people suddenly getting powers and then going around to save the chili to save the world, that one. Heroes. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was heroes. in season four of that as well as <laughs> and these are just these are just the more famous ones <laughs> yeah i mean obviously that does show that that in in that world there are martial artists that are doing this so it's not mm -hmm. just that because i think some people may just think oh yeah but and this is why people will have issue with people like jean-claude van damme and um you know we still get people that um that, that say bruce lee wasn't a real martial artist and all this kind of thing because everyone goes yeah but they were just in films and it's like yeah, but there's certain things you, yeah. you can't... There's actually a line from, weirdly enough, Mortal Kombat, the original one, that just kind of goes, you can't fake this. And, and actually, the guy that's playing jo Johnny Cage, who I think in real life had got these comments, is, again, a real martial artist. Um, kick, kickboxer or something? He was kickboxing in real life, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he, he like, it was... In, I think he was probably getting some of the frustration of his, of his own past out in that character, of going, I think, no, I do actually know this. That is actually a really good... Um, just his character in the first film is a really good analogy because his character is a Hollywood martial artist. Yes. In a film. 
Yeah. And he just has my favorite line is still the where he does the whole fight, and there's that one guy kind of looking a bit wobbled. And he goes, This is where you fall down. Fall down. <laughs> yeah. And then he does it to um, Goro later in the Goro, film. Yeah. When he kicks him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, I suppose that's the, that's the point is that um, people forget the fact that there is some stuff that you just you can't fake because it, obviously it was, I think, in, in Hong Kong films anyway. Oh, yeah. There. You can see the difference when people like Bruce Lee came in because. Bruce Lee was one of the first people that basically went, no, 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 no. When we're going to do fights, we're getting actual martial artists in. And if you look at the old Hong Kong ones where it was just guys off the street, and then you look at the ones after Bruce Lee, the quality goes up and you suddenly go, oh, you know, they're real fights. Okay, that's... Yeah, when they go from just like picking random guys out of just in the area to actually hiring martial artists, stuntmen, like actual stunt performers, and like, I don't know, like ex-peaking opera performers like Sammo Hung, Yen Bao... Yep. Jackie Chan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, just the three most famous after Bruce Lee. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And well, they yeah, started getting people who knew what they were doing. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, we've got... but again, looking at those, it's like the, even modern day films, uh, like Tony Jaa films and stuff. If you look at, the, compare those to Hollywood, where they would get a Hollywood actor and pad him up and everything. In some of the films from like the Young Back films and stuff, yeah. Some of those guys are actually just getting punched, kicked, and actually just not cared about it. They're being kicked into something, and they don't care if they're injured or not. After I mean, they care a bit, but not as much, because the stunt guys are so cheap out there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, some people always kind of... Um, yeah, and some of Hayek... And obviously, these are... Um, some of Hung, sorry, but some of Hayek... That is a person as well. That's your thinking. That's the one from Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Yeah. Uh, I've mixed up. I've mixed up actors mixed. there, but yeah. yeah. So it's um, <laughs> you do have real you have real martial artists in in there, and like Jet Li, for instance, as well, who was yeah. Wushu champion at sixteen. Um, and yeah. so for anyone wondering, started started, said, started at age eleven was national yeah. champion age sixteen. Yeah, and you've got people. So obviously, I mentioned somebody um, a minute ago that I think some people still think is a fraud, much as he pisses people off. He's not Jean Claude Van Damme. Yes, he does the flashy shit, and he's known for doing the flashy shit. Yeah. His name isn't Jean-Claude Van Damme, unsurprisingly, guys. It's a stage name. It's, it's Jean, a stage name. Jean-Claude Van Varenberg. Go look it up. His, his kickboxing record is one loss in 17. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, and he holds a dang great in karate. <laughs> yes. He was part of the national um, winning kickboxing team world champion team he lost individually in that tournament but it, as a um as part of the team he was part of the world championship team when he was much younger so this was before he went off to hollywood but he is a martial artist like yes there's a lot of flashy things i think that's probably why people associate it differently and that's why we have the two minute fight scenes because you get people like jean-claude van damme that's gonna go yeah well i can just do flashy kicks let's put them in films it's like, because real violence looks boring yeah, I, I've it doesn't take long. It doesn't take long. A real fight scene is a few seconds. Yeah, ten to thirty is the maximum I say to people. Because I've had this before when people have gone, oh, well, why don't you why don't you do choreographing then? I'm like, because my style style of because I don't, I don't know how to choreograph that. My way of doing it is, is get it done, get it done now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's make sure they're on the floor. Okay, they're done. Right, let's move on. That only took um, ten seconds. Yep. That's the point. Like the idea that you would have, for instance, we'll go back to Jason Bourne. The idea that someone that is supposedly as highly trained as Jason Bourne would take that long in a fight? No. No fucking way. The second that him or the guy seconds. against him. 
Yeah, the guy, the guy, him or the guy against him, if either of them messed up, that's when they're dead. That's it. I mean, it was, Scott Adkins talks about the fact that when he make, makes punches in that film, he's doing that. It's all around here. It's the, yes, the, oh, because the Telegraph. camera's there and the camera needs to see a massive, because that's what people, that's what people yeah. think. It's, you know, it's the... Um, people it's don't the, realize how quick these movements end up. Being. I yeah. remember on, I was on set for I'm um, NDA, I think, for a thing I can't say about. Mm. Um, I'm right. also... I can't use that one. Um, <laughs> shit. No, I have one that well, I'm not in the age for. Um, it was a fight scene for small, small budget production. Um, it's an independent uh, black box thing. And basically it's a scene where I, as like the bad guy, one of the bad guys has a crutch and I'm hitting a character with the crutch. So swinging it up past his face, like at yeah, the right angle for the camera. And they're in, Okay, can we do that again? But can you slow it down? Because we didn't see the actual thing clear the frame. We just saw a blur go across. And I went, okay, did it again, slower. And I went, slower still? Because <laughs> I'm yeah. used to just going and just done, hit. It just went in camera. Well, there's that thing. And it was done. In, so in Enter the Dragon with, uh, with Bruce Lee. Enter Dra- there's that one where there's, the, um, there's that whip kick at the end. And everyone goes on about how fast it is. And, and everyone that was actually doing the film just went, yeah, we had to slow that the fuck down. <laughs> it's like, it looks, it actually looks fake because of the fact that it's, it still looks so fast, but because in real life it was faster, them slowing it down makes it look like they've sped it up weirdly <laughs> because you just look at it and go, oh, that looks incredibly fast. It's like, yeah, that wasn't, that, that was way faster. <laughs> There's a great analogy from um, just animators, like hand-drawn animation. And this mm. is where if you look at, say, a fight, even though they very rarely happen in like a Disney film, Mm. as opposed to a fight in say an anime or something imported from like japan or somewhere about mm. how they visibly even though the fight can take the same amount of time but visually they are very different because disney they animate and show every single frame mm. whereas other things say that if you have a 25 scene punch a 25 frame punch yeah. disney they animate all 25 frames of it yeah you go to the anime version they only do the three that matter the start the movement and it clearing one punch man um, <laughs> it shows all the various punches a blur and then the guy with a huge hole in him it's also my favorite thing is when he enters the martial arts tournament and that that does yeah. that that whole thing actually reminds me of the difference between reality and um a film because all the way through that you have these other people going i will now do this move and i'll do this and that i'm, I'm there going yeah, that oh, sounds your like bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like bullshit Kong, you hear in films. Hong Kong kind of like... Yeah, and like. then you just have one punch man just going... <laughs> <laughs> Consecutive normal punches. Punch, punch, punch. Oh, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, it's that kind of difference of like, oh, oh, re- not, still not reality, but like, but yeah. if we can just hit him and that knocks him out, why wouldn't we just do that? Like, why the fuck would you... Um, but that is the point. I mean, so how does it feel kind of... When, you, when you're doing this stuff, does it get frustrating for you and other martial artists that are working on it because you're there just going, can we just do this properly? Or do you uh, in the end? Because obviously there's a lot of stuff that's way I in the background. So I, I don't, because again, you like, people don't realize that the amount of time you practice and choreograph it. And even especially if you're like doing previous stuff for these things. So like, um, again, my usual one that I go to because I'm in it so bloody much, uh, Ren, yeah. <laughs> fantasy series on YouTube, go watch it. <laughs> Shame on as Prime well. as well, I think. On Prime. Prime as well, yeah, Prime as well. Um, Amazon. Uh, yeah, it's on there. It's one episode on Prime or five on YouTube. Um, yeah, we, like when we were doing the filming of that, we had an entire day for like one or two sequences of fighting. 
at, at various different points in filming. But we also, me and the various other people on the team, with like Ronan and coordinators, worked on it. We pre-vised and worked out an awful lot of this months in advance. So like a couple of months beforehand, we were like, before you even got to on-set filming, we've got like the director would come in and ask, okay, nice fight choreographer, coordinator. I want a fight scene that does this kind of, you know, here's how I want, you know, here's the idea I want. And then he works on actually performing, showing and coming up with the fight. But fighting isn't always just about having a fight. If you're mm. just putting a fight into your film as a fight for making action look cool, yeah, it's not really doing anything. But they should be telling like, progression of character and storyline and all these things like you can see like uh, various films you can see the character learning and adapting and changing as they go through it through the fight scenes unless it's a michael bay film and this is a michael bay scene <laughs> in this case there's a, they fight for no reason and just blow everything up um <laughs> don't let michael bay come to your town he'll blow everything up my favorite yeah. meme um but yeah so, so they're meant to be like have character development points and yeah. storyline and progression which an awful lot of people don't realize while they're watching it they think oh it's a cool fight scene yeah. But they're picking up cues on the character. Like, you know, the whole hand shot first thing for Star Wars. Yes. It was, it's a massive character, massive character development he, he moment. He did shoot first, guys. Yes. You can find Massive it. character hand development thing. First. Massive character development thing. Two second take. <laughs> Just drawing the gun. Yeah. And actually is one of the most remembered things about Star Wars. Yeah. And he's still arguing about, you know. Is also one of the most memorable things about Indiana Jones. Guy comes <laughs> up, bringing the sword and all that. Yeah. Pulls the gun, shoots him. I still love the reason. He had dysentery, didn't he? He had dysentery from drinking local <laughs> water. And even though Vic Armstrong, who was double for him on that film, knew the choreography for the fight scene and was like, I can do it. They have us in forward just went, can I just shoot him and walk off? And they went, <laughs> try it. <laughs> so he just and went, it yeah. Worked and it worked, for, it worked for the character as they went, actually character-wise, that makes more sense. Yeah, because um, he's meant to be a professor of archaeology that goes on digs. He's not necessarily going to be the best martial artist in the world. Yeah, he's not seem you know, he's a professor. He's not a trained sword fighter. He's, <laughs> no. you know, he's, might have, he's an American, so he's got some knowledge of guns and how they work. So, you know, bang. Yeah, Ed. exactly. You know, yeah, he can just do that. It's, it's, I mean, it's interesting you say that because obviously a lot of people just assume, and as I said, but I've, been, I've had people say to me, why don't you just do choreography? But of course, I don't know how that shit works on camera. I know how to hit someone normally, and I know how to hurt someone normally. I don't necessarily know how to make it look cool on camera because the way that I would do it, this is the thing that people don't understand. Is if you did the stuff that I do on camera, it will look shit because you won't see anything. Because I'm not It'll trying to- It'll be done too to quick. Let... The, the <laughs> angle might not work. Yeah. You'll be too close together. So it would- Yeah, because yeah, actually... I'll move into them because yeah, that's you're... what I want to do. Yeah, so, and... The distance would be wrong. Yeah, the, exactly. The reaction time is such a small gap. It's- yeah. And this is the thing, and this is why yeah. I, I was, until COVID hit, um, I was due to go and, uh, as you know, I was, go, I was due to go and down in somewhere, I can't remember what it was now, but I was due to go and actually do the fundamentals, right? Well, bear in mind, guys, I've been training for 32, yeah, 32 years on and off in martial arts, but I still would have had to have gone and done the fundamentals base level course for um, stage uh, screen combat. Stage and screen combat. And then worked up at level one, level two. Okay, now we're actually getting you into a proper fight. Uh, and on from there. But for me, because there's the association, and actually says on there of like, it, it, I think on the website actually says, it doesn't matter if you have a background. Like, it, this is the starting yeah. point, end of. Yeah. There is no, and that, that's what a lot of- I mean, Some of it, you do have to unlearn some things from like martial yes. use for these yeah. things. Because again, like to me as a martial art, somebody who does mostly grappling and throwing martial 
background of martial arts, you're not going to grab hold of the person the same way you would in a fight scene as you would as if you were to actually try and throw them in the scene. Because mm. this is why I think Aikido and things like Wushu and stuff translate perfectly well for films is because you're letting the other guy do most of the work for you. They're escaping yeah. the technique. They know how to do the fall and throw themselves, which translates quite well for like stages of combat because you're not actually going to be throwing the guy. They're going to be throwing themselves. At best, yeah. you're, you're there as a base to hold onto them so that yeah. they don't hurt themselves or so that they can slow down and take less impact out of it. One of you're not thought- actually throwing them into the floor. They're doing it themselves. It's yeah. all uh, victim control is the name of it. So if you see a wrist lock put on someone on film, yeah. the, actual, the person who's putting the wrist lock on isn't doing anything. They're just holding the back of the hand. The, act, the person who's doing it is doing this. Mm. Then they're yeah. just letting their thumb touch. Yeah. And it's... Because it's, it's, if you get it say, wrong, you could potentially break the oh, person's break. wrist. Yeah. I mean, if <laughs> you worse. Get, it's one of those things, it's like, um, it's like they're saying like uh, wrestling. If you, if you are in the position where you accidentally actually piss one of them off, you're in genuine trouble then. <laughs> like, oh, you've just hurt the martial artist stuntman. That's probably not a good idea. Um, so yeah, one of the things that's always interesting, you said about um, how there's certain martial arts that lend themselves, but and they're more flowing. So like wushu and things, because they just, they flow easier. They don't have jerkier movements that some martial arts yeah. do. Um, and the one that, in my yeah. opinion, <laughs> that was, that was um, incredibly... So it wasn't realistic, and the end of it wasn't as realistic because there was um, a, a uh, an umbrella that shot stun things. But one of the best ways that was put on the film right? when, it, yeah, because it's Bartitsu, and yes, anyone wondering, I Bartitsu practitioner, so most of that fight scene is pretty much out of the Bartitsu handbook. You could um, so the uh, the pub scene. Yes, well, <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to see if I've got. So there is um, Tom Tommy. Fuck, I forgot his name. Tommy, Tom, we've just put Tommy and Bartitsu into Google, guys. You'll find a guy who is mixing together old and new with Bartitsu. But yeah, basically, that is Bartitsu. That is the Sherlock Holmes way of fighting. And that is literally what it is. It was written into Sherlock Holmes' character because... The and it was misspelt it, by the guy who put it in there. <laughs> on purpose. On purpose. But yeah. um, basically, so he didn't get sued, even back then. <laughs> but the, 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 the point is, is that with something like that, it was great to see then take one that isn't isn't really that flowing is is a mismatch okay it works it works well together but in general it's a mismatch of martial arts that hasn't been practiced together for a long long time and the fact they got it into something was amazing and actually on that film because we were talking before about different actors that work a lot for it in that film colin farrell apparently was it colin farrell colin, colin firth sorry firth. Firth. colin firth actually asked he asked for that part and they told him no at first because they were like, you're not, you're not athletic. You're not an action performer. You can't do it. And he, he trained. He literally said to them, let me go away and train and come back. And he basically worked his ass off to be able to do some of that stuff. So it's interesting that like you can, you can make any martial art look right on camera. Because even to me, yeah. as, a martial, as a practitioner of that specific martial art, like, I, was the, I, was, I, was, I was the caretaker of the organization for the UK. I looked at that and just went, it's wrong, but it's Bartitsu. You know what it is. Yeah. And that, that's, that's a really, I think that's probably a skill that's, that's very hard to do because in, like you say, in real time, if you did a lot of the stuff that comes from certain martial arts, no one would know what martial art it is because it'd be like, well, that's not. Because it all looks the same. <laughs> to, yeah. To anyone that doesn't do it, they'd just be like, well, that was, just, you just hit them or you just yeah. did this. It's like, 
it doesn't show it enough. Whereas using an umbrella as a fighting weapon, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's Bartitsu or like shouts. one of a martial art. <laughs> that, that shouts Bartitsu. Especially Bartitsu or what's the other one, the French one? Um, um, <sighs> trying to think of the name of the French one. I can only think of one French martial art, which is a French kickboxing, but... No, there was, um, it's, it's quite an old one. It's it part of Bartitsu, so... There was an offshoot of a, cane, a French cane fighting thing that was... Oh. Um, I can't remember the name Le of Can? Le Can? Might have been. I, I, um, anyway, I'm terrible with names. <laughs> Le Can is part... So Le Can is part of Bartitsu as well. <laughs> so yeah, yeah it say, yeah, it's... <laughs> but the, the thing that... It's probably it away, where Bartitsu got it from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and as you see, as you would see on here, the thing that gives it away as well is you see the way they're, they're dressed. It is known as a gentleman's martial art. So you have kingsman, gentleman. You kind of go, gentleman fighting. Ke- yep, okay, but it's yeah. so it's the gentleman's martial art that is very ungentlemanly. <laughs> yes, and it's actually I what I, I always love with Bartitsu is it's actually um, the one of the biggest reasons for the rise of feminism in the UK because the thing that became um suffragitsu the reason that the suffragettes were able to actually hold their own against the coppers back in good old you know uh, blighty in the early yep. 1900s was because they'd gone uh, one of them and uh, one of the suffragettes and her husband went and trained in the soho bartitsu center trained and in one of them showing everyone <laughs> and one of them went to japan and learned jiu-jitsu <laughs> That was that was um, um, E. W. Barton right himself. That was the the no 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 no. Oh, it's a female. It's one of the first women to get. Oh, one of the women as well. Yeah, yeah. One of the women. It was one of the first women to gain. One of the first Western women to gain. Was it a, the same person? It might have been the same person that trained. I'm in... not entirely sure. I can't remember the name. Yeah, yeah it was. There was. A, it was. She was like one of the first Western women to gain a black belt in jujitsu. So it is, is interesting um, to to have that because it's it's certainly as the gentleman's martial arts. So it's as you say when you said there's a there's storytelling about it because. Without that storytelling and without that that clear nod to Bartitsu, nod to a kind of because Kingsman is meant to be about gentlemen fighting. So what fights? What fighting do we use? Well, the gentleman's martial art. Um, but if you don't you if you didn't have that kind of character arc at all, then it would just be a pub brawl. It'd just yeah. be guys having a fight, and so, the fight, and it would look completely different. Uh, yeah, it would it not would, have it would be, any of the original. Yeah, it'd be, <laughs> I'm going to break a bottle and smash you in the face with it. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> It's, I always find it funny when I talk to um, American friends of mine that glassing um, is, a, is a term over here. And they're just like, what the fuck is that? I was like, oh, you know, Glass, glassing or bottling. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not a thing anywhere else in the world, seemingly, apart from like Ireland. It's quite funny. But yeah, so the, your character is, is definitely important. But do you, are there like mass um, meetings about how you make a martial art look like itself? Which sounds so backwards, but... Like, is there, are there are there big discussions of like, well, look, this is meant to be this. This person is meant to know this. We need to show them on screen that this is what they know. For instance, yep. the one for me would be um, Taken, because he's meant to be from a um, American military and um, like CIA, um, or CIA time. And the martial arts that he was using were literally the kind of things that I know friends of mine who are marine, Marines and other things like that in America use so it fitted so and it, the fact that you could go that look that actually yeah, so that would be a discussion you normally have with normally would be the fight coordinator and right. a uh, director and various other people involved in the character creation process 
right. would be like, okay, so we want them, this is their background. How would you portray that on film and various other stuff? And then they'd either go and look for someone with that specific skill set that they, can, they know where they can find or hire someone with it. Yeah. And there are various horror stories I've heard about people who've gone, oh yeah, I can do that on the day. Couldn't do it. Um, <laughs> it's like, no, never working with you again. It's the whole, you know, get it wrong. You're never working this town again, kind of. Yeah. Which, which thing. makes perfect sense. For makes perfect sense. You'll yeah. fucking hurt someone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they would go and look for people with backgrounds and skills to either be a fight, as a fight performer to either double them for that role or for them to train with, or they would get them in to train them in how to do it. But most fight coordinators would probably know how to portray that based on how that is known to look because it's their job. They know how certain things look, you can look at um, boxing and then say karate. They know the basic movement styles of, sorry, they know these, the movement styles and the, the generic, what people expect it to look like because yes. it's their job. To yeah. people, this is why every now and then you get like people who do the martial art will go, eh, kind of, but no. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, so, um, like, you know, case in point for me for one of them would be The Walking Dead, the guy who does Aikido. No, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it, even like the stuff he does, like using, oh, it's, it's, oh, it's a Joe work from Aikido. And it's like, no, it, it really isn't. You're just doing generic stage combat stuff. <laughs> Yeah. You're twiddling a stick to make it look impressive. It's, I mean, I can do that too because I've spent stupid amounts of time just bored at the side of the dojo with a stick in my hand and gone, yeah, let's try and do just some stuff. <laughs> and yeah, you find what works, what you can do, and what doesn't work. It's, you know, but yeah, so, I mean, that's, that's a good example for me of like someone who has been given a character development point and going, oh, I do this. And, but it's because it's something that most people don't know what it looks like. They've got away with it. Uh, thinking oh i do aikido and it and people go oh wow that's quite cool and it's like whereas people who do actually do aikido have kind of gone yeah but not really though <laughs> yeah well so the, the thing we we talked about before we turned the cameras on was um was john wick and the the fact that um obviously um with with judo knowledge and jujitsu and things like that we can look at it and go no he definitely knows he definitely how to knows do, that. do it yeah because he's been trained and, and to then, do it <laughs> yeah and you then all the stuff from behind the scenes comes out and you can go ah see because you can't you can't because obviously you you would notice more like if if it was a stuntman you would see you would know where to look to be like well somebody else did it um but there's stuff in there that you just can go either he or the person who's a stuntman from definitely knows that because you need to and i know there's a thing called um gung jitsu isn't there which is basically us oh, buddy equilibrium <laughs> yeah it's that kind <laughs> that of came thing that, that came from equilibrium that they actually came up with that as that's an actual thing from equilibrium they developed their the gun cutters and like uh, yeah gun cell i think it was called was the, <laughs> um which is basically push hands with a pistol and it's like yeah. trying to not get in the line of which is what they use at the end fight it's basically push hands from tai chi and wing chung um yeah. with a gun in each hand <laughs> One of the one of the things as a as uh, yeah a, but yeah gung fu gung fu is yeah it's it's a thing that people have developed that's a combination of tai chi and various other things and just bits they've nicked from John Woo films <laughs> yeah but it's 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 always interesting to see and go yes that that is definitely right I mean on the flip side I know when me and my late wife used to watch films because she was a nurse and a martial artist we'd watch films and be like well, they wouldn't have fallen like that or that wouldn't have actually done anything to them. And then my wife going, yeah, and they'd be dead at this point. Um, <laughs> they'd have that, that, yeah, their lungs are fucked. Um, they, they've, they've got a punch of the liver at this point. Um, so, yeah, how many Harry and Marvs does it take to survive Home Alone 1? 
<laughs> when she yeah. might eat a thing or something. <laughs> yeah, we'd both be watching it just going, this is a really fun film, but... It's a really fun film. They're all fun. He's dead <laughs> 20 times over. He's dead. It's yeah. like 15. He, he's, he's broken his own fist on that other guy. Um, like, it just doesn't work for that. But it's interesting to, to, to kind of um, see it and, and to see it work through. But, yeah. um, so, I mean, in terms of... Um, of stunt work that you would know because it may not be the film that most people think of or the tv program most people think of for you that kind of knows how it transitions into the choreographed work what would you say is the most technically because of having to put it in in the right place technically difficult um film or tv program for the person that's been practicing the martial art because obviously there's a way of going, yeah, but you just do the martial art like that. But I don't know your side of it. And the stuntmen, they won't know my side of it. But you kind of, you, you tilt on both. So Coming is there one that you, on. yeah, so. Um, I'm not, off, off the top of my head, I'm not, I've never thought about that. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, there's not, I think, just stunt work in general, like, you know, I, I'm not a stunt person. I would never call myself a stunt person because I'm not, not a, a stunt register. Yes. <laughs> so I am a fight and action performer or I'm a stage screen combat artist. So um, for those of us that are laymen in this, he's a stunt man that fights people, but he can't say it. Otherwise he'll get told off. Um, no, I could say it. I mean, te- technically, uh, I think until there was nothing saying that I can't call myself a stunt man because right, I okay. can do it, but I'm not, I wouldn't be on the register. One, yeah. I wouldn't be considered one professionally by most people in the UK and in the industry because I'm not on the stunt register. But you're, you're nothing the kind saying of, you're you have to join. Yeah, you're, there's you're nothing the saying you have woman. to join the stunt register to be a stunt man. Right, it's bloody preferred though, because it's because <laughs> you are then guaranteed to have a list of certain skills over certain areas. One of which is now acting skills, which yeah, fair enough. Because you, if you're doubling someone, you need to be able to physically act and you know have the yeah. acting skills to just physically copy how they work and how they move and biomechanically body acting basically. Yeah, body acting, and also you might end up having to do dialogue and stuff. Well, that's how Danny Trejo started, isn't it? He was he he was brought in to just train someone. No, um, yeah, so it's, yeah. But it is, yeah, I mean, is, yeah, so is there a film that you can think I'm, of? And I'm go trying and, to think, or a TV program? That'll be a TV program. Obviously, we've mentioned one that does it badly. Um, there's also another one. I'm just going to piss off every fan of this, but um, and I've forgotten his name. Game of Thrones. If anyone wants to argue with the person that created the, um, the London Longsword, pretty much everything about that is wrong. And you can actually, if you check on, on YouTube of um, uh, Swordsman rates films or something like that, you'll see him just going... Swordman reacts. Uh, or, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, because it's nonsense. And I've done sword yeah. work, not again, to that extent. But... It's not historically accurate, but then it's a high fantasy film. It's got yes. dragons in it. <laughs> the, the movement also just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah, uh, even I can see that. And I mean, my, yeah, my, my sword work is lower. So Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, this is the thing with um, like stage and combat. It's kind of like a formalized system. So there are, so if you learn like rapier, rapier and dagger, um, small sword moves, they're like set systems in this is how this one works generically across the board. And it's a safe, it's teaching you the safe way to do it, but also how that weapon roughly works. And how it would work, for, and how it works. More importantly, for stage and screen. This is the Not, pointy end. <laughs> this, uh, Master uh, Zorro, yeah, uh, Antonio Bellis. Do you know how to use that? <laughs> pointy end goes into the other man. <laughs> this can be a lot of work, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's very much a kind of. A, this is how it works for stage and screen, which is not going to be how I'm going to fight someone and kill them because. I don't want to kill the person. I want the other person because I need them next take in case I get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If it, you know, so, it's, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's an awful lot of it doesn't work historically. 
as yeah. for like the HEMA fanatics and train people who train in it. But I say fanatics, anyone who does HEMA. By definition, I refer to any martial artist as a fanatic because they're still doing it. <laughs> yeah, well, but, but, I mean, people like Dave, David Rawlings in the UK, uh, uh, Georgius uh, Zakharopoulos, George, I know I've just screwed your name there. I apologize. <laughs> um, in Greece, like these are the guys who are not just recognized in their film gen- uh, field generally, but are also recognized in historical European martial arts as well as that. So they, they would right. If, nope. if you look at like modern sword, modern sword fighting doesn't look anything like it used to do on stones because you had back then you had people like Bob Anderson, who was you know was sword master for various films and was a fencer and you know came yes. from the background of sword fighting into doing it. So if you look at the Errol Flynn stuff, it looks a lot more like rapier and you know swashbuckling, swashbuckling and stuff because <laughs> the guy was trained in it. Yeah, but again, it was still done to be safe for. Yeah, you've got to make sure which that the, is the is other thing is, which is the other thing is the whole one of the tricks. This is why you see the whole that the, the Western I'm gonna punch you and comes in this way and all that. Well, it's a safety feature, it's not just to make it look like there's power so, coming into it and go coming through. It's a safety feature. This is a, this is the next attack, this yeah. is where it's going. So, would you say in that case that maybe in terms of Western world? There is no TV or film where it's properly done. However, in the East, which I've heard people like Scott Ad, um, Adkins, I've heard people like Dono, um, Donnie um, Yen. Yen speak about it. I've heard um, a few others say, basically, if you're in places like Hong Kong and that nowadays, when their stuntmen do are martial artists, that they're fodder. Um, like, it doesn't matter if you hit them, as long as it looks good on film. Is that yeah. when we're, we're, we're moving into the... It, it is there is stunt work so it's no, it's still not the same as it would be in real life but it's very much teetering because we don't it's care teetering because a, a classic example of like the holly the holly the hollywood versus um like say hong kong or thailand in this case yes um, thing, yeah. it'd be would it'd be like say again jason bourne film where it does fights kicks a guy into a wall and stuff and then you look at a film like chocolate from uh, the thai film chocolate and you look at the if you go right to the end of the credits and you see the the actual behind the scenes of it. Uh, she kicks a guy into a, into a, he's got no shirt on, so they can't hide any padding, kicks a guy into a steel railing. And you see him just hit and he just stops because he's just gone boom, and he's basically just knocked out. He's been knocked out because he's hit the base of his neck, hit his back and he's just slumped and is just leaning against it because he's just completely unconscious and mm. stuff. Or there's a scene right at the end of the film where she's doing a fight down the side of a building via the air conditioning ducts and like concrete bits. And there's two stuntmen on one bit and she does a nice flying knee down into them. And one, on one of the takes, the stunt goes through, one stunt guy lands perfectly fine, the other stunt guy comes down head first, lands on the other guy with his head and breaks his neck. Yeah. And it's just like, so again, this is kind of where they go, the stuntmen are a bit more kind of, you know, you know, they can just, they're a bit, bit uh, you can just throw them away a bit more and they're a bit more disposable yeah. because they, they can, disposable. they're yeah. considered almost disposable because they can just get, and they can just hire another stunt guy in. But again, that's but, part, that is also, but even in the Hollywood and the UK side, I was going to say, that is that's, part of the job. Well, also there's, there's a big campaign to try and get people compensation when they completely fuck people over that are stunt. Oh, as well. yeah. We've, um, so, oh, God, it's annoying me. I've forgotten her name. Olivia. Lost her, lost her Olivia, leg. Olivia, yeah. No, her arm. It was her arm. Oh, her arm, sorry, not her yeah. leg. Um, yeah, Olivia. Maybe she lost a limb. 
it's bugging me. I can't think of her name. But yeah, that's, that was like the most famous thing. And like, there were loads, loads of people going, oh, but it's, she's a stunt woman. So part of the risk should not. Yeah, there is risk involved. But it shouldn't be that someone fucking up and changing things causes you to have injuries. Like, um, yeah. there was a stunt your, woman on. Your issue, if you've done something wrong. Yeah, if I fucked different. it up and I injured myself, yeah. then that's different. If I've fucked up and caused someone over there to lose a fucking limb. <laughs> That's a big issue. Well, it's a weird thing because it, maybe it's the difference between um, US and UK because, and I don't, I can't believe I've, I've, um, I've forgotten about this, but um, in the UK, if a car hits you, the immediate blame goes in the car and then it could be later that the, the person's throwing themselves or whatever, that could be developed. In the US, it's the other way around. Mm-hmm. The person that is hit by the car is blamed first. You're blamed like, first, yeah. Duff. Fuck is that? And I'm sorry, Americans. This may seem normal for you. For any English people, where they're going, are you anyone, fucking insane? Anyone in Europe? <laughs> being, you know, it's going. Sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, well, anyone in the rest of the world? Let's be honest. <laughs> Even much, people yeah. in Hong Kong are going. No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so maybe yeah. maybe it's something to do with that. Is that the blame or that because of um, whatever throwaway stuff it, it, it is different in Hollywood, I mean, or it, is that the same in the UK as well? I mean, to a degree, stunk. Again, you're going into dangerous, dangerous profession. There is this is where there is two rules in stunt work: one written, one unwritten. The written rule: safety first. Yeah. The unwritten rule: safety first. <laughs> it sounds like a joke, but I've heard it from so many people who do it. It's it just is because you know you're trying to minimise the risk at all at all all times and all costs. But yeah, there's always going to be risk because you're doing something that is considered dangerous. That's why the bloody actor's not doing it. <laughs> And, and so actually, if you get injured, then fine, you, you can be, you can go off, go to hospital and recover and various stuff and they can get another guy in. If it happens to the lead bloody actor, that production shuts down for months until that actor is healed. Case in point, a certain American, Tom Cruise, jumped from one building to another. <laughs> broke his ankle. Broke his ankle, carried on. He's a Still, crazy fucker. I know. It, but again, <laughs> it's because he has the whole, he wants to do, he, he, again, it's part of the selling thing is he does his own stunts. Yeah, and an yeah. awful lot of them, he does. He does have stunt doubles. <laughs> yeah, um, and he has he has stunt doubles on standby for things that he can't physically do. He yeah, will try and do as much as he can. But again, yeah, he jumps, does, breaks breaks his ankle. So that's now the camera department, the directors, the other actors, the stunt crew, catering, lights, tech, every single part of the filming thing is now they're they're unemployed for until he's recovered and they can carry I, on filming. Whereas he was what, a stunt what, guy who did it, he just yeah, goes off. Well, he the goes fun off, thing, pops painkillers and probably carries on. <laughs> saying about Tom Cruise on that, the fun thing for that, and showing that actually in terms of Tom Cruise anyway, you know, there's a lot of other issues one might have with him, actually does give a shit about the people. If anyone heard it, and you can find it online, the COVID, thing. The COVID thing. Because people in, in, this was in London, and yep. on London, set, weren't taking together. the precautions, and he just, destroyed them and basically said if i ever see you like that you are done and let's be honest it's tom cruise you would be done in the industry yeah. and he was saying look we, everyone here these guys need to pay for like he knew for what he, he didn't talk about himself at all he said all of these people you're putting them at risk from their for money you're putting them at risk of losing their houses because you guys you too don't want to fucking do it so is it he it is quite nice i think it must be nice for you guys anyway, when you can find an actor that actually goes, yeah, I do understand. Like, I, I, I get it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it's interesting with that one. And actually, you said about, um, obviously, it being an issue if the, if the lead actor is hurt. The, the film that pops to mind, and people always get the facts of this wrong, is um, The Crow with Brandon Lee. 
who was killed on the crow mm -hmm. because he was shot. And before anyone says, no, he was not shot with a bullet. He was not shot with an active round. No, and it was a small, small piece of metal that was left in the yes. barrel because the armourer had left sets and hadn't cleaned and maintained the guns. Ah, no, they well, no, this they, they, apparently, apparently it was the, the, the issue was is that the armourer was not meant to be in that day was not requested That's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. It was because he hadn't finished cleaning and maintaining the weapons from the scene from the day before. Yeah. He wasn't due in on the day. And then he wasn't even there to check anything. And because the armor wasn't set to give the okay that these weapons were safe, they went and used them anyway. Even a blank cartridge, close, a blank yeah. cartridge will still kill you at a certain distance. And th this is the difference. It's, you know, this is why but it's... If it's got something first. in there... It, yeah. Yeah. If they'd have followed the proper, because everyone blames the prop, the prop guy, the, the armorer, and it wasn't his fault. He was not meant to be in. He wasn't. He wasn't he meant to be in. Not if he's okay, you know, yeah. he didn't leave set and say he was okay. Because everyone, and I've seen so it many. It also wasn't. It. it also wasn't helped by Brandon Lee being known as a joker on set, and several times where he's been done stuff, he's been like, had the scripts go off in his blood, and he's yeah, like yeah. carried on playing and joking around like he'd been injured, kind of thing. That the didn't help. The guy was the guy was just mucking about as well. They they were they were known to do it on that on yeah. that set. They were known yeah. to muck about on set, which didn't help because he then didn't get medical aid, and for like I think it was like something like seven minutes. Mm. It was like seven minute delay before they went. Oh shit! This is actually he's actually injured. He's actually yeah. hurt. And again, he's covered in blood from like fake blood from the scripts and stuff that are going mm. on. So they couldn't tell that he was actively bleeding. And the guy that came out of that worst, and well, apart from the Brandon Lee person in career wise, came up worst. With the fucking armorer, and he had done nothing wrong. He done nothing wrong, and that's he, all he had done is as, as, as was left set. He never gave the okay at any point. No. But obviously, th this is where we were saying, like in terms of safety for losing limbs. Well, that that film else, changed. That film changed like how um, how guns are uh, gun weapon handling is done in films in Hollywood in general. Because um, there's a brilliant bit in uh, the documentary for the behind the scenes of Leon, the professional, with um, a very young Natalie Portman. Because of that film, she at aged what it was, like 14, 15, or whatever, yeah, how young she that, was, yeah. she went, her parents paid for her to go and have legit firearms training before they allowed her on set with any mm. firearms. So they knew beforehand she knew how to check and check herself and everything. And then, yeah, but that film, the events of that film caused a massive upheaval in how, especially like mostly America, but yeah, it was just things like that that happen a one-off random occurrence can change everything that just happens in the industry because you go that's a bit stupid <laughs> yeah it's i mean it is um it is i mean i i have some um background in terms of um weaponry because i used to i used to shoot when um Same. when i was younger um it, <laughs> Yes, we do if have I access done... to firearms, Americans. <laughs> yes, yeah. For anyone out there that always goes on about, oh, well, you know, British, no, no, no. I used to shoot a rifle. I'm, you know, I didn't use a scope, you know. As is said in the in one of the worst films ever made, and the reason that Sean Connery left acting before he died, um, the extraordinary legal, legal gentleman. Um, if you can't shoot it first time, don't bother. Um, so, <laughs> um, if we'd have done anything, and that was okay, that they were all active, we were all active shooting in there. But um, you you clean the fucking gun, you make sure um, the sights are right, you make sure that um, the uh, the path is cleared. You do your basic maintenance. Done. Yes. beginning and we end. got told off so the other thing as well because we bought our ammunition so we bought our ammunition in 
the shooting range. Nowhere else. You yep. couldn't take it there. And if you left with, and because a, a few of us, because I was young, used to be like, oh, well, I'm taking the cartridges with me. If you ever got found with those cartridges, you were bollocked beyond measure. And also, I got told off, um, I got banned for two weeks um, because I shot a five pence piece from 25 yards. Um, now, there's, there's two reasons for this. I got told what their, the policy was and then apparently the real reason. The real reason apparently that I got banned was that I disfigured the Queen's head because I come from that part of the country. Yeah, it was a form of treason. It's technically treason, yeah. yeah. Um, but the, the I think policy... That, I think that's still enacted. It is still involved, yeah. But the, the, the policy that they had was you don't bet if you're in here. And I won 20 quid by being able to hit yeah, a five-pence yeah. piece. Um, and of course, you know, and the, and the rules changed over, overnight, actually, whilst I was still shooting, because Dunblane happened whilst I was shooting. Um, so immediately from there, what is it, a month, two months after that, all of the lead tip bullets were outlawed. Mm -hmm. And we were being sold trays of lead tip bullets for like £2, £2.50 a tray. Because um, to get rid of it. Yeah, we had to get rid of it, and we so we were actively shooting there. Uh, but if we'd have left with any cartridges, and we got, we'd have got massively bollocked. So it's, you know, you everyone have that did basic. It. You have everyone that did it. Basic. <laughs> everyone did, but that it was that basic. It was that basic thing. I wish I still had some of my things from back then because I was a, I was a fucking good shot. Um, but you know, I think I've still got a certificate from a competition I was in somewhere. Yeah, I, was, uh, I yeah. got rid of so much of it. It's annoying, but like it was the basic stuff and. It's weird to think that until somebody died on on set, that the basic stuff wasn't wasn't seen to. Because to me, in my mind, if you pick, if you're an actor or you're a stuntman or wherever you are, and you're picking up a gun, you know how you know what needs to be happening with that gun. If I like, we were shown how to even if it's not a real weapon. Yeah, you should know Treat how to strip it, like it how to clean it, everything. You should know how to do. It. You should know. You should be able to pick it up, look at it, and know if something's wrong. Because if you don't. You it could go off in your fucking face. Like, it's, yeah. uh, it, it is important. It is so important. Um, I remember talking about this um, with someone because they got very confused. It was uh, um, with Juan, who's on one of these podcasts in the past, because um, I was, I am relatively left-wing in the UK, um, but um, I was a member of the NRA, which is the British NRA. National I, was member, Association. I was a member of the NRA and the NSRA. <laughs> so it exists over here and you know they, you have to be part of them if you want to do certain things um and they are they have the basic stuff so it is weird to, to think that this wasn't the case on many film sets but so um, i mean you can't you, you unless you're on those film sets you never really can say 100 it was or no, wasn't away so no, that's my course. caveat anyway but that was like one of the big things that kind of was an industry on the working industry i can be harsher um <laughs> but but that, that said i mean i, I mean, do you've, heard my, you've heard my comments about you know uh, acting and it's like so there's a guy with two IMDb credits for just acting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, obviously I plan when COVID ends to go and do my fundamentals of um, uh, street uh, of stage combat. And then I plan on doing a few more. So you may at some point, if you're watching really shitty B fight films, guys, you may see me in the background being thrown somewhere at some point in the future. You never know. Um, but uh, like I'm, one of my, one of the instructors in the UK, uh, Clive Elliott, who's um, who trained under um, uh, Dan and Asanto. Uh, you can literally, he's in some really shoddy eighties films um, just as a random. Gotta start extra. somewhere. Yeah. You, Gotta you know, start it's, somewhere. It's this is why most, this is why most of my stuff is like, 
no budget, low budget, independent productions is because it's really weird. I, I'm still starting in the industry, so I'm not. I'm not a high paid. It's an ego right? check as well, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's an ego check because you come from. And anyone that's wondering, anyone that doesn't know, Dan Asanto is one of the most well respected martial artists in the world. Um, there's Dan Inosanto, um, um Filipino martial arts which is one of the main brands of Filipino martial arts. It's not what I, I do. I, I, I'll, I'll be, I'm, I will, if COVID ever ends and I pass my exams and all that goes well, I'll be teaching um, Warriors of Scrammer, which is different um, for Filipino martial arts, but um, it is a form of it. And he is one of the most well-respected martial artists in the world. And to be a student of his, it puts you pretty high up. But then you go into a, a, a film where, as we said earlier, doesn't really matter about your martial arts past can you can you kind of throw yourself about a bit how we want you to look okay well you're going to be a background character holding a gun like <laughs> it's it's yeah. quite weird it's a weird thing because it's the same way around like um with people like keanu reeves when he had to ch uh, train for john wick he was just a guy in a in a gym yes they got the best people to come and train him but no. they had to treat if you're going to uh, come off of a, as an actor come into the things and be like oh no i want to be able to do this okay well you're my bitch for the next six months then because if you want to be able to do it like this we've got to be mean to you we can't do it nicely i mean it's just how it works <laughs> yeah i mean i wouldn't um I, <laughs> i'm a little bit meaner just in general guys um you're, don't you're let the dimples <laughs> don't let the dimples fool you um but uh it's he might have that like you can trust me i'm I, I'm, I'm cool you know i'm all right i'm, I'm a nice person <laughs> nah he's mean he's mean he's nasty yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, the words of all of my students what was one of your comments about um was it when i was saying about teaching breakfast so yeah i've got a few bits like, to your students so yeah i've got a few like small bits of mats and stuff i can carry along with me and you went they don't need them <laughs> I mean, yeah, the way I teach in a way, you know, the way, you know, I, the way I teach in a way is you don't need them, but they're useful. They're but he's like, no, no. Yeah. You don't, so just to anyone wondering, I teach self-defense specifically um, and used to do, used to teach martial arts as well um, with Batitsu, but teach specifically um, self-defense now. Uh, Tom teaches martial arts. So he's got to be a bit, a bit nicer and, you know, they've got to have softer ground. Yeah. My way of thinking about it is, they don't, they don't have to, you outside. It helps. Well, if someone attacks you outside, I want you to be prepared for that. So yeah. I'm not fucking about with mats. You, you pay attention. If you don't want to pay attention, you don't train with me. That's the specific students out there from the past that were, were told to leave. You pay attention. This is, this is why I say about if actors are coming onto it, especially depending on what you're doing. Let's say you're doing, let's say you're, um, I've forgotten his name now, but the guy did Punisher. I very much doubt that he was Which allowed to. one? Okay. <laughs> The Punisher that actually, in terms of reality, seems to be the nearest to reality, not the comic book. So the series. Uh, the new uh, John Bernthal. That's it, John Bernthal. The only person I'm to ever play Punisher. I'm rubbish with names. I'm on fire tonight. <laughs> the, the only person to ever play Punisher that was born after the creation of the Punisher. Um, random, random little, um, you don't need to know fact there, people. Um, but like someone like him, I very much doubt whoever trained him in, in any of the stuff he did was nice to him. It was like, oh, you need to, you need, they need to know that you're a nasty fuck. You can't be, no, no feather pillow shit. No, come on. So, um, yes, we have differing views to a point on this, guys. And I'm sure at some point you would have seen them when me and um, Juan have our um, drinks and a chat. We have a very similar kind of thing because he was a Marine and I'm a self-defense instructor of like, ah, fuck him. If they're that stupid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't really get away with that on a set. <laughs> 
yeah yeah well this is again going this is why i will be starting very much down here when i do anything um no adam you can't just do that to them um <laughs> you could you do it once and then get told never to be inset again uh, yeah but it'd be fun the first anyway um... you'll be walked out by security <laughs> but, so yeah it's it's that thing of it's um you know i i think if you're if you're coming off it both ways you have to be very is a very different thing you know you you need to listen whichever side of it it is um and that's why i always say to my students like this isn't a jason bourne film because either way around when you're going from um martial arts or let's just say fighting you're a street fighter you know not necessarily martial arts but you're just a street fighter you're just a nasty fucker that knows how to stop you know and you're going on to a film it's just as hard for you as an actor coming from acting to do street fighting because neither of you know what the fuck you're doing and that's the point is that it works I'd, for a I would certain say audience it the first way is harder coming from a fighting background because you've got to get used to not hurting most uh, most people who go in professionally trained in acting now so if they if they start young enough to go to uh, do drama courses at yeah. universities they now include most drama courses now actually include uh, stage combat training in part of their curriculum okay. so right. uh, in fact, uh, I personally know uh, one of the people who, from one of the instructors at the Aikido Club I teach at, one of his daughters is now training in London doing acting courses, and Ronan from Independent Drama uh, was her stage combat instructor. <laughs> so I got a message from, from my mate, and, he go, and apparently she went, do you know Tom? <laughs> one day, and he kind of went, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, it's weird. Uh, they, the, probably the have the easier, they probably have the easier way, because, yeah, it's one of those things, isn't it? Is that the acting, martial arts, kind of all, any profession really, is that you know the people who you are in. Well, yeah, because when somebody, somebody came to your dojo and taught you, um, uh, showed you bits of Bartitzio, and I said, like, oh, yeah, no, yeah, I, I know, I know. Yeah, we, we know each other. And it's just like, oh, okay, that makes sense, right? Okay. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. a small world, especially yeah. for very niche martial arts. Oh, um, even go back to Kingsman. Uh, if you look at the church fight, I know two people involved in that church fight. Annoyingly, none of them is me. <laughs> but um, yeah, so like you've got um, Dan Stiles from Independent Drama. He's one of the people in there. And then you've got uh, Chris Tomkin. Uh, Chris Tomkin. Tomkins? Tomkins? I can never remember his surname. Mm. Uh, Chris, as I call him. Uh, works with Damien Walters. One of it is his stunt team. He was in it as well. And he, I know him through Aikido. Yeah. He's also a Tamiki Aikido black, uh, an Aikido black belt. Yeah. And so I know him through, it's, again, it's like there is crossover in these worlds. But. So the fun, the, the, the one I, th I think I kind of um, alluded to earlier, the fun one for me um, in the crossover is Danny Trejo. Purely because of anyone that's wondering, Danny Trejo, I, he has this hard man image on film. That's because he really, he really fucking was. was. So he, he was... He came out um, of prison. And well, he came out of several into... prisons. So yeah, he yeah. was, he, he went into, out, yeah. he was in San Quentin at one point. He's yeah. legitimately, he was a bare knuckle boxing champion in prison um so he was literally a, a so the old school kind of you know you see those films like with um with well actually scott adkins is in one but those kind of films where they have all oh, the fighting in prison he was legitimately one of those people in real life um he was a champion a boxer a genuinely had been in and out of prison for like 17 years places like san quentin which is a uh, fucking you know you don't mess with the people in san quentin came out of prison um he'd been in and out because of drugs i think um but then gone on to um like the 12-step program similar to the aa um um alcoholics anonymous for any english people thinking it's a road thing it wasn't no. <laughs> um so uh he was in that and actually 
from what I remember, one of the people that he was a sponsor for was working on a film that um yeah, he was brought in as a body double or something well no no no, no it was a trainer so basically it was yeah. uh, it, it's somebody I'm, I'm thinking of one of his first on-screen things so yeah it, oh yeah no for this, screen for, yeah so this film what what happened was um he was called in um by the person that he was a he was a like a, a sponsor for because the guy was having the shakes Danny Trejo turned up to make sure this guy was okay whilst he was there someone else working on the film had been in prison with Danny Trejo and basically said to the staff, um, that guy actually knows how to do this stuff. And he was, he was hired as a personal trainer for the lead or the lead or one of the main actors to teach him how to box as a dirty boxer. Yeah. And then I think he was, he was also at one point, one of the random, you know, when you have the, um, the kind of montage of people that you're knocking down, he was one of the montage, uh, which, and then he's made a career out of being basically what he really was. Being himself. <laughs> yeah. Being but his former self, one. yeah. It's a it's really a weird one because, I mean... Play what you know. <laughs> but how difficult do you think it was for someone like Danny Trejo, who, who comes from not just... Because for me and you, we come from martial arts and, and some door work, so hardish. But for someone like Danny Trejo, who was like a fucking prison hard man in a very, very tough prison, to then come and be like... Oh, now I do it on screen. How hard do you think that would have been for someone like him? I think the transition period would have been interesting because you spend it like, for me, like an awful lot of stuff that I'm used to doing for when it comes to stage combat. I even when I go and train in love martial art, I had the same thing mentally, and I go right, just forget everything you know, forget everything mm -hmm. you know, do what they do, and then it's just a repeat of most of the stuff you do anyway. They just change it, um, but it's so, like you know, just not actually distancing was the main thing I had issues with the distance because mm -hmm. I want to get close enough to get hold of you and throw you onto the floor. <laughs> yes. uh, so it's like getting used to like the distancing with the weapons as well. Cause again, I come from primarily uh, Japanese martial arts and Chinese martial arts in my background. Mm. So I'm used to the, the lengths of those. So coming, going into a rapier and rapier and dagger was one of my first uh, courses I did. That was a interestingly similar, but not the same. Because again, it's a different weapon, works differently. I'm used to cutting and slashing weapons. This is a thrusting and point, you know, it's a thrusting, stabbing weapon. So it's, that was an interesting period. And then again, the whole like, there's video clips that I, you can hear of, I've got training and of the practicing for one of the courses for our exam, which is filmed or performed in front of the examiner. Um, and so there's a bit, you can see me, you can see me doing the standard like Japanese martial arts thing of sliding my foot forwards and then letting my body follow it which is not how it's done. You step. It's an act. You actually lift up and step forwards with certain things. Seems right. And so, yeah, I'm just, I'm, just, I know, I'm just kind of like, but I know I can make that ground up quicker doing this. <laughs> I know my body. I know I can move quicker this way. Um, but yeah, it's one of the things and you can just hear the instructor in there. It's going, he's sliding again. He's sliding again. And like, even one of the, one of the assistant coaches went, Oh, he's doing it again. <laughs> and you can see my foot just going, it's like you said, it's, it's more of a, it, it is that unlearning stuff. I mean, we've both yeah. done it. When, we, when we've gone to another dojo to train, um, I did it in your dojo. We, yeah. we, we basically <laughs> not pretend, but we don't let anyone know necessarily. Well, we try not to. We know anything. <laughs> we try not to until someone goes, well, you fucking standed on the, stood on the mat in, in a traditional Japanese way, you idiot. Um, but we try not to let anyone know. Um, but of course, 
your body just does it. You've been doing it for so long that it's very mm. hard to unlearn. So for someone like Danny Trejo, then for him, you said about distance, potentially for him, the biggest problem wasn't actually him. It was, well, the biggest problem was probably him for other actors who were there going, no, no, you can't actually hit us. <laughs> um, no. um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's the sound of, if you look at old school, like um, the World West, but oh, was John Wayne films, Whereas mm-hmm. like, you can clearly see that they are massively far apart when they're yeah. in some of the shots. It's like there's a three to six foot gap in some of them. You can see, oh, that punch is never going to connect. And then it cuts to a different angle where it still doesn't quite work. But you see the punch go across his face and stuff. Yeah. So you can have that three to six foot gap, but still make it work if you just move the camera to behind and over someone's shoulder or just slightly off to one, to one side. Again, yeah. all the, the angles were angling. It's mostly down to like what angles will sell. It's why, like, so uh, like screen combat, you can get away with an awful lot more because you can just move the camera or just move the fighters slightly more. <laughs> Whereas if you're like doing a stage perform production and fight for stage, where you're on a three sided, like you've got audience on three sides yeah. in like a projected forward stage, that's going to be a lot harder because you're now having to what works for one side of the stage is not going to work for the other two. And stuff. So you have to like, so you will never on a stage. You might never get a perfect fight scene where everything works from every angle. So the- that brings it back to what you were saying earlier. Like a lot of it is um, character building. So it almost it, your mind makes up for it because it just goes, yeah. "Oh well, that, of course that worked." Yeah. I suppose. And um, you, can, you can get away with that by putting uh, small tricks in, like just like small shock factors. And mm. like uh, I remember Ronan was saying about how he did a choreographed fight where basically the characters were fighting like like mud and like various other things and they were meant to be fighting in their own shit at one point and stuff or something like that and it's like mm. so you didn't you weren't looking as much at the fight and more just grossed out by the fact of what the characters were fighting in and how they were fighting and stuff yeah. so you can get very small tricks like that yeah or, i mean small things in this the crossover is the crossover and and how you have to learn it and, and distance seems to be the biggest thing is is interesting I, I feel like my students would be better at it than me because the amount of times i have to go no 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 my face is here not not here any any other martial artists were any other um stu- there bloody hell any other instructors will know this when you ask your students to hit you in the face and they stop there no it's at that yeah. point everyone quotes the matrix <laughs> where they go stop trying to hit me and hit me hit me yeah <laughs> yep well, I, I tend to do um, I tend to do Yoda. Do or not? Do or do or not? Do not. There is no try. <laughs> yeah, we use that one a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's like because I you, the point you're always trying to make is if if I can't stop you doing something, if you're actually trying to attack me, what the fuck is the point of me teaching you? Um, but and actually, it's it's at it, I find it anyway harder. And this is probably the crossover thing as well. Is I find it harder to complete a movement if I'm not actually under attack because my body knows how to react to to the actual perceived violence are coming in yeah so when somebody's just going to here and i know they're not going to do it most of the time i just stand there because my body's going well no there's no fucking danger stop it so it's it's quite it's quite difficult for that so has there been any times where you've just been on set and you've just been like but this i mean it's similar to a question earlier but where it's just been like this just doesn't work This, this should not work to the point where you're just like what do you want because this isn't right this this cannot work fortunately so far no because people i've been working with i mean the other thing is that as well as like telling the storyline an awful lot of it part of that is does it martially make sense Mm. 
So the way, again, just mostly down to like working with the fight team of independent drama and productions with them, they're mostly boxers, kung fu people. They're martial artists who they train in martial arts as well as being stages in combat. And mm-hmm. now we've got like taekwondo instructors and various other people who all, they all do this. And so, so an awful lot of the stuff is like, does it actually make sense? Even if you're doing a weapon system, it's like, okay, so I'm aiming at three, you know, one, two, three, four, and all the. Oh, oh. camera's died. Oh, has it just gone to sleep? <laughs> Well, we've got your voice still. Um, yeah. um, I think the steps is close. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we we should hopefully get Tom's face back in a minute, guys. Um, um, but yeah, so you've got the whole. Uh, does it martially make sense? It's like, would this in a fighting position would it make sense? So yeah. it's like, oh, so if they turn their back, stab them in the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, which is a great way of doing it, obviously, because, yeah, you, you need to be able to have that adaption, which actually you need the adaption in, in normal martial arts as well. So it, it, I suppose the, the way of doing it kind of makes sense together there. So, um, yeah, I mean, that, that kind of, it, it works and it's, it's been okay for you. I suppose it's when you get onto the grander scale, when you have things like, um, I mean, the, the obvious ones for me, actually, are when you get onto Marvel and DC. Yeah. purely and people are going to um probably think the wrong thing here because i don't mean the they are superheroes but i don't mean the superheroes i mean the people that grunts well no not quite so i mean the people that in the in the comic books are martial artists e.g batman well i'm thinking the big ones batman and captain america who are both meant to be uh, a Batman especially is meant to be trained in 137 martial arts, I believe. Um, mastered Something 137. Like yeah. Yes. And, um, and Captain America is meant to be um, incredibly well-trained in several different martial arts. So as you said earlier, usually you, you want to get someone who is trained in them to do it. But obviously that becomes incredibly fucking hard when you, you have someone like Batman, who is the one that is probably the, the, the harder because, oh, we've got, we've got your chin. Um, so when you've got someone like Batman, um, that is obviously incredibly difficult because you don't have, as well as 137 experts in the different martial arts is going to be an expert in, you then would have to get someone better than me, but like a, a, a street level kind of self-defense person because he's meant to have been on the streets for a while. So he would have adapted stuff. So you then got to deal with that kind of adaption. Um, so what, what kind of thing do you think they what what would you in your mind what would be the best way of moving forward for that to try and relate the reality because we spoke about how when you see something you go oh yes that's that martial art or that's that makes sense for their character what about someone like batman who is you know because i suppose captain america you could go yes he's a highly trained martial artist but you could say he did mcmap them he trained with the marines they do a form of um mismatch martial arts he did that you could kind of get away with it but batman is just a guy with a lot of money and is a genius level like you. So, um, so yeah, I mean, things like that, um, if it's just in one film, then it's a bit harder, I'd say, for especially a Batman character. But mm. you can get away with it by throwing in bits and pieces of different martial arts. So, again, which happens in again, John Wick. It's another good example yeah. of this, where you see there are judo techniques, there are uh, jiu-jitsu techniques, there's Brazilian jiu-jitsu techniques, and Aikido techniques in there. And um, so if you look at, uh, there's a video of the, um, you know, Mixed Martial Artist Reacts to, and it's John Wick film. And he goes, he sat there, he's watching, he goes, okay, that's that, that's that, that's that. Oh, that's Aikido. That's that, that's that. And just names off the martial arts individually as they're being 
as a technique from them is being done throughout them. So that would be one way of doing that. So, um, you know, having... So with the, potentially you have someone like a... So you get different people... In, MMA guy as well. Like, yeah, so I don't yeah, mean... I don't mean mixed the, martial artist. And, yeah. yeah, you'd get A true mixed martial artist. Yeah. Not the ones that go, I'm a boxer, but now I'm MMA, but the actual mixed martial yeah. artist. So you get like a mixed martial artist in as a base character, potentially, as a base trainer. And then yeah. you'd get people who go, might come in and say, they want, say, like an Aikido like, style throw or something. You'd get an Aikido instructor and say, okay, it's done like this and there's other yeah. things. Um, but again, it just comes down to like, if you've got people on the stunt team and the fight unit who have backgrounds in that, then they would be the ones going through and saying, oh, when they're choreographing and practicing and rehearsing it all, they'd be the ones who would be going through. And even when you're um, previs, when you're working on the previs for the fight, they would be going through all this and they'd be the ones in the previs doing it. Yeah. And so going through. So it's... An awful I mean, lot of it does come down to the previs of what happens in the fight. So if you look at like, um, uh, what's it, eighty-seven, eleven, the guys who um, the action team for them, an awful lot of their previs stuff ends up being the end result of what is done in the film because they know exactly how they're how they're doing the fights and that yes. get the, the usual like the cardboard boxes are set up as the walls and you know, we do it same thing with independent drama. So I mean, we spent I think a month and a half working on f- five fights for Ren. Right. <laughs> for when we were doing it and so and that was just on previs of like trying to work out what we wanted and then just like got filmed as like one session so we had like, an entire what evening of one fight with like the main fight coordinator going okay i'm being this character and you can be this character and you can be this and so, so where you end up what would you do from yeah i mean i'm kind of, i'm one of those i'm one of those annoying people who's um not only a, a martial artist of 30 years, but I'm also a, a comic book fan. Um, so, <laughs> for instance, with Batman, I'm going to piss people off here. I hated Christian Bale's Batman. There are characters in it and there are scenes in it that I enjoy. But in terms of him having to be back, he wasn't fucking Batman. He, at best, he was Thomas Wayne's alternative Batman and he wouldn't have pulled that off too well either. Because... One, he's not a fucking genius in any way in that film. In no way is he a genius. If you go back to the old comics, I think are out of canon now, but uh, the original ones. The original uh, um, detective issue. Yeah. <laughs> he is meant to have 10 master's degrees in various different um, things in, and mainly sciences. Um, so, Whereas in those films, he just kind he of... Barely, he, oh, he barely knows how to make breakfast. For him, the people yes. who work for him yeah. are the geniuses who come up with all these equipment. Exactly. Equipment and stuff. also, yeah. they got... They, they, the, the two things that annoyed me in terms of martial arts, and I don't know if they're the same for you, but one was they used Casey, which anyone wondering is a Spanish street martial art. Fucking isn't it street martial art? 360 to just get your black note. Um, 360 spinning back kick for a black belt is not something you should have in your curriculum anyway. Um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of Casey if anyone's wondering, but um, I, don't, I doubt many Spanish people watch. But um, he's taught that. And that yes, there was other things in there, but that is the main one. Hmm. And that's annoying because like you say, you'd, for me and you, we'd go, okay, who's a legitimate mixed martial artist? That guy, right, yeah. can you train him? Or the guy that trains you can do it. Not Casey, one specific flashy because it is flashy martial art because that's what i mean casey is known for its kind of high-flying flashy kicks and um, more so than things like taekwondo okay it's not as well known but it is flashy and if you know the martial arts and or those kind of martial arts you'll recognize it and also the other thing is i'm gonna annoy i'm gonna say both ways because i'll annoy someone raz or raish al ghul um <laughs> He's, By the way, it should be the second one. 
I mean, that depends. <laughs> we won't get on this. But um, the, the issue there, and they did it so much better in um, Green Arrow, so much better in Green Arrow, but he's meant to be the head of the fucking... Uh, League of Shadows. Yeah. Well, he's meant to be uh, the... Uh, yeah, basically, he is meant to be the top... One of the top assassins in the fucking world. Yeah. And he trains assassins. And you're telling me that person, that Liam Neeson, was that? Liam Neeson, I would have believed far more as the as uh, Rachel Gould when he was in Taken than I did when he was in the fucking Batman films. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's very annoying because so in your mind, being a comic book fan, um, working in the industry, and being a martial artist, did that film piss you off as much as it did me, or did you just kind of go, eh? It's a film. I mean, <laughs> a bit of column A and a bit of column B. Um, <laughs> I mean, again, I. When you start looking at things like, and you go into it and you start looking at, right, I can't watch action scenes in the films anymore without spotting how yeah. things are done, where things are placed, even things that I don't do. Driving stunts is one of these things. Yeah. I know how they're done. I've seen various different things. Like, um, so every time I see a car flip now, I cannot not see the hole in the bottom of the car where they've had the air ram knock it over and flip it over. Case in point, Mission Impossible 2, Van going, the car going across the bridge after cruise on the on the bike, it comes in missiles come in, hit it, and all I can see as it goes over is the steam coming out of the bottom, the compressed air coming out of the bottom of the car, <laughs> and the actual ram flying off off screen. I can not not see that. And now people are going to hate me because next time they watch it, they're going to see it. Or um, yeah, things like that. I cannot not see those now because mm. I, now I know how it's done. So I go. Okay, that's how they've done that. That it's, it's constantly just in there now, and so I kind of I've lost that kind of that wow or factor of, oh wow, that was I've kind of gone to more to the okay, that was clever how they did that, but <laughs> yeah, kind of mentality or so it takes a lot for me to like t completely shut off and watch a film just for the action. Kind of thing. yeah, I mean, I, like I say, I was watching it because he's a he's meant to be a genius yeah. as well, but I think yeah. it was the fact that so, so some some of it did some of the stuff they did in that one did work for me. So the fact that you know. They're ninjas because so, yeah, part of them, they weren't ninjas. <laughs> the person that I would have hired for this film, I'm going to find his name, is <laughs> E. Paul Zare, who is a professor of neuroscience uh, and kinesiology at the University of Victoria. Yep. Um, he wrote this book, <laughs> Becoming yeah. Batman. Basically, he's a scientist who is also a weaponed and hand-to-hand um, -hand black belted martial artist who understands the science and the martial arts side of it. And it would have been very interesting to have someone like that work in the background to just kind of go, well, actually, this is meant yeah. to be the character of Batman. This is how this could have worked. And actually, yeah, because it, it, it was that. I mean, yeah. I think it's because I'm, I'm, I'm quite militant in my comic book fanery. I mean, people that know, anyone that's watching this that has come over for, because of my Twitch, I started on Twitch because I was watching Comic Storian. <laughs> That's how I started on Twitch, by being a viewer of a comic book channel. I wasn't a gaming fan. I was a comic book nerd. Um, so for someone like me, I, I kind of watch it. And I mean, it's interesting because actually, thinking about it, Comic Storian, um, two of the people on there, the two brothers, are both ex-army. <laughs> and from the discussions they had and then having to kind of shut, shut each other up on live camera suggests that they may have done some stuff for, for certain parts of the army that they probably have issue with characters of, of Batman on screen as well. Um, and actually, um, thinking about it, they both preferred Ben Affleck's 
um, Batman because his style of fighting was just take them the fuck down. Hmm. Now that style, in my mind, works better because he doesn't even need to show martial arts background because he just takes everyone the fuck down. You're yeah. done. That's it. Not I'm going to show off my skills, which I think is my issue because he shows off his skills of which he has some choreographed stuff. Not I mean, even some going back to some some of the uh, like the first and second ones is like I can't it was the first film. He has the like the flashy choreographed and like overly choreographed, I'd say, to yeah. certain degrees parts in fights. And then you have that one scene in the nightclub where he's fighting his way through to get to the, the mob boss before he drops him off the side of the building mm. and breaks his breaks his leg or whatever it was. Um, that sequence you barely see any like you don't see any flashy choreographed stuff as much because they've got, strobe lighting, they got yeah. strobe lighting effect and stuff. But it worked for me better that that was Batman. That scene made, it was like, yeah, that's Batman. That's, that's how, how I would, that's how he's meant to move. That's how he's meant to do stuff. It's like, he's just going to go, go walking through it and go, yep, done. <laughs> the advantage of the strobe lighting is it almost gives you, I mean, it's, it's not fair to the character, but it's how a lot of people remember it. It almost is a throwback to the 60s Batman when he was a far more camp because it's the kind <laughs> of the flashy things of like, pow, Ow. bam, you know, Ow. it's that kind of thing. But yeah, it's, it, Batman is an interesting character to have on screen. Um, and I know it's, it sounds strange for people watching this because they're like, well, you're just talking about superheroes, but it's canon that he is a martial artist. Like yeah. he is, he is on, there's so many times it said in the comic books, he is only human. Like, okay. There's Captain America who, depending on who you're talking to is just a guy on steroids. Um, so he is potentially yeah. superhuman, but Batman is not. Isn't. And he's there able to take Again, it down. We had this conversation the other day. Stuff. We had this conversation the other day about one of the things I did like as it progressed through the series, even though it might not be a thing, is the fact that he picked up injuries and he kept them. So like, by mm. the time he gets to his third or the third, fourth, whatever it is, film, yeah. um, he's, got, he's, he's got a knee brace on. His knee is shot. He's got back injuries. He was on a cane. Yep. No, the doctor in one scene tells him he's like, any more, you know, any more impacts on that knee, you'll never walk again, kind of thing, and gives him yeah. the whole. So he definitely, has. That yeah. is definitely that for me. That, that makes sense. That yeah. bit makes sense character-wise, and again, it shows the progression of him going from, yeah, I can do all this stuff, but then kind of also shows the yeah, but you're getting older. You've got these injuries that you picked up from like Bane and nearly snapping you in half. Um, yeah, I mean, I think what they what they did with the Christian Bale um films is they gave you batman without giving you batman's history hmm. because of course in the in i mean the, the, the first the one is basically book. the first one is basically kind of more of a this is a brief introduction to him and some of that history he goes off pissed off comes back able to fight that's it whereas yeah. in the comic books he goes off across the fucking world studies gets master's degrees studies in every martial art yeah. he can find across the world and comes back yeah. then as the person, now, it was kind of, it was and more then like Batman abridged is more what that Batman begins. Yeah, as, and that's Batman where abridged. that's where the issue is. And I mean, yeah, I mean the book I just showed. But then, if you did, if, says you, if you did that years. as a film, if you did that as a film, it would be a seven-hour epic if you did it properly. But you could have montaged it. You could have montaged <laughs> it. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking with the montage, it would be a seven-hour epic. Well, yeah, because I the mean, training alone would be like three hours of film <laughs> you could it's it's it just takes out some of the so much yeah. of the history and then he's just having, having to do flashy kicks um, i mean in the book i just showed it, yes it says that he would only last in re, if he had a real life batman with all the conditions right the genetics right everything he would last about 10 years so that's that part of it works for the film like he only lasts a amount of time because your body just isn't you're human you're not yeah. meant to be able to last that long but it's like 
in the in the um, the uh, the cartoons where they take it from the comic books, they say about he studied with magicians so that he was able to get out of handcuffs. So like just simple stuff, I would have loved yeah. for the character to make him into this. If they'd done some of the tricks they did, unstoppable. Um, oh, I can't think of the bloody name um, the film now. Now you see me. The yeah, now oh, you see yeah, yeah. films. Some of the, if they did some of the tricks that they do in that with Batman, it would be more Batman. It suggests something. It suggests that he's, you know, if he's got the smoke bombs, it suggests that, well, I mean, potentially, I mean, potentially he, he's a ninja, yeah. but ninjas weren't that great a martial artist. But yeah. at me, any ninjutsu guys? Um, <laughs> historically, they were not. Um, but yeah. Ninjas didn't wear black. They didn't wear, you know, because they stood yeah. out too much doing that. It was navy. It was dark navy blue because that's what the sky actually is. And they or red, smoke, burgundy red. Yeah. Kind of and with. they threw smoke bombs, um, and they were seen to disappear because they were eggs filled with glass. That they'd do that and throw glass in the face. The reason they disappeared. None is of the Ninja Turtles throw it down. Ninja vanish smoke cloud. Yeah. It was you can't make them. <laughs> it was a crush throw and that's why they didn't that's why you disappeared because they couldn't see you um myths of the past there guys um but yeah it's that that's the thing yeah i mean i i think we can kind of finish it off there me ranting turning it into a comic book thing but um yeah is that is that thing so i mean was there anything else that you wanted to add to kind of give us an idea of of the world of fight performing and how it relates to any reality or anything like that at all um i mean we kind of covered it in various points in time over there we go. Right, <laughs> saying Ninja Vanish, and my screen just goes white. <laughs> <laughs> and for my final trick, um, and yeah. bang. Uh, yeah, I think we kind of touched on a fair bit of it of the whole. You know, it's coming from it as a martial artist and going in. So you have to unlearn certain things. And again, like as I said earlier, like certain martial arts, I find helped. Like my background in Aikido has definitely helped me because mm. I think every single role I've had on screen has involved me falling over right, in some way, shape or form, <laughs> yeah. throwing myself into something, off of something, through something. Um, yeah. So that, that's definitely helped. Um, but yeah, so even like just simple, basic, again, to me, I say simple, basic stuff like breakfalls. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is why I, again, it goes on to the whole, I now teach a course and courses, like some of it through ID, um, independent drama with on for actors and performers and stuff and how to fall over without breaking themselves. Because it's my background. I've got 20 odd years of doing it before I looked at doing fight and stunt work stuff for film. So it was kind of, I almost literally got, pun intended, thrown into the job. Um. <laughs> Weirdly enough, one of the people that I respect most as an actor for being able to fall over is um, Norman Wisdom. Because he did all his own stunts. Yeah. And he I mean, was you, you go back and like look at, um, <laughs> you go back and look at uh, Buster Keaton. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> If it wasn't for him, people like Jackie Chan and various other things, it wouldn't work as much as what it does. Palmy, Palmy thinks they probably had martial artists show them how to fall over because otherwise, how the hell do you keep going for that long? Um, well, actually, if you look at um, going back to the Home Alone thing of how many Marvin, Harry's, or whatever uh, does it take, uh, the stuntmen in that film, they didn't have a formalized way of doing falls at that point. So they literally just threw themselves at the floor. <laughs> and so, yeah, they literally was like, yeah, throw yourself at the floor. And so this is why um, you can always spot that this one of getting as a base skill is falling over and breakfalls for, for on screen. You can almost always spot when they're doing it and how they're doing it as to what if they're doing a fall because at some point one of their hands is going to be going and reaching for the floor to find out where it is. Is one of my kind of like again it's 
the issue I have with the way you do the old school falling over of the whole, I'm going to slap my hands down and dissipate the impact. Urban myth doesn't, it does, it does dissipate the impact, but by such a small amount, scientifically, it makes no difference. Uh, it's, 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 as we said earlier, it's muscle memory. It's, it's very yeah, hard yeah, to unlearn. Yeah. It's, why when I, it's why when I watch you do it, I'm just, I'm just waiting for the slap of your hand to hit the floor. But I mean, yeah, if you look at um, uh, Corridor Digital, their channels for an awful lot of stuff. If you look at their Corridor Grease, Corridor Crew side of things, they've got the Stuntman React series and they get people like Guy De Silva and various other stunt, uh, Amy Johnson and stunt performers come in and do like reacting to watching clips and they ask how did they do that kind of thing. But one of them recently is, was Guy De Silva showing them how to do uh, stunt falls and back falls. He's basically just teaching them how to do a brick fall onto a crash mat. And he does it, he jumps back and puts his hands down. And even he says, I'm not doing it to catch myself. I'm putting it out to you know, dissipate the impact and such, but it doesn't do much. Unless you're doing a specific fall into a piece of furniture, yeah. then it's not gonna help as much. So yeah, if I'm gonna be throwing through a table, I'm gonna do that to spread out more space on my back to hit as much of it as possible so I can find where the edges of the bloody table is to fall off of <laughs> or to find out where exactly on the table I'm gonna land mm. kind of thing. Um, or yeah. I do it, like my main profile picture is me doing a big massive breakfall, one hand going down to the floor so I can find, so I realize how much timing up my arm I have before my shoulder hits the floor. That's the reason I do it, is to go, it's timing. If I know that, I know how long it takes gravity to affect my body and how long it takes from going from my fingertip to my shoulder in points of seconds, just naturally over time of learning it. It's a very simple way to figure out what martial arts someone's come, come from. Yeah, um, if it's they the way they that. land, yeah. It's, yeah, it's the way they fall over. You look at people who do, uh, again, going back to the whole Hollywood and Hong Kong kind of thing, you look at any of the scenes where they do a flip and they land straight on their back in the old Hong Kong films, they land feet first, shoulders second, and they kind of slap their hands down. And then they kind of go, oh, my back, and do all yeah. that stuff, and the acting on top of it. You still find that in modern Hollywood. Mm. It, there's only so many ways to fall and hit the ground without killing yourself. Yeah. So even, it doesn't matter how many triple somersaults and flips you do into it, and how much flailing you do to make it look uncontrolled, you're still going to only land in a certain number, number of ways, because there's only certain ways to safely do it with and without pads. And that's why um, if you're, if I think we've said this before um, somewhere that it's why if you have an instructor who's gonna throw you and you don't know anything, they will basically make you land properly. I've, I've done it. Some of you will have felt me doing it because I will lift you up yeah. so, because you I, can't, at the last I cannot let you hit the ground yeah. because that's going to be incredibly dangerous. Yeah, um, so the head doesn't hit. And then sort of, if anything, they're going to land mostly on the padded bit. Cradle. Their ass. Yeah. <laughs> it's cradle. Okay. Yeah. We've got you. And you know, I, it's, it's the way I was taught. It's the way everyone yeah. legitimately is taught. So we get used to it, yeah. but, um, but yeah, again, I think again, I again, even like you see that, but then, I've had a, in one of the conversations I had recently on uh, with the grid with ID, I was saying, this is how you'd fall backwards, blah, blah, blah. And then one of the people has done a stair falling course. And I went, not if you're on the stairs. And I went, no, so I said, this is a backwards fall, not a stair fall. <laughs> <laughs> if you're falling down the flight of stairs, it's going to be different because you're basically doing repeated falls all the way down. Yeah. It's the old joke, you know, the old stuntman, 12 step program to falling downstairs or the stuntman's guide to falling downstairs. Step one, step two, step three, step seven, step nine, floor. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, Fair. you know these jokes exist for a reason. But yeah, it's like that, again, even with like learning how to fall over, depending on what you're doing, is going to change how you're doing it. Like doing a like 
being punched and stepping back and sitting and falling on a stage is going to be different to falling off of something onto a car and rolling off and landing on the floor. Well, it's even the same. It's, I mean, it's even the same in, in how you would, if you're being thrown. So if I'm, if I'm being, if someone does, um, I don't know, if someone does uh, Ochigari on me, I'm going to fall differently and break fall differently than in, if someone does a Goshi or Because yeah. <laughs> you, you can't fall the same way. Um, so yeah. you need to know how to react because yeah. it's how it's happening. So yeah. I know that anybody that doesn't do Japanese martial arts just listens and go, what the fuck are you on about? It'll make sense. Google yeah. it. Um, <laughs> but but you, you get used to it. So it exists in both because the same, same, same um, issue yeah. exists in both that you kind of go, well, and that's why it becomes muscle memory after a while, because your body needs to know how to react. Because if you're having to yeah. think about it whilst you're flying through the air, you're kind of fucked. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, yeah I so mean, I think and we've... Yeah. Um, it's like people look at the way I do breakfalls, and even in the martial arts club, and they kind of go, how do you do that? And because I'm known as being the nutter who just throws himself around and things. And it's like, yeah, I know where the landing is. I, I'm not looking to see where I'm going to land. I'm just kind of looking to make sure the floor's still there. Well, I mean, I always, I always think of it as if you're not prepared to throw yourself onto concrete or a hard surface, then get back on the mats because yeah. you're, you're, if you're, if you're hurting yourself, and this is the thing that Tom will always say about the way I do it because I do it differently, is the fact that it's right is because I'm not hurt, yeah. and that's the thing. I, I will happily go outside so, now and steal throw the, myself. To steal the quote, any landing you can walk away from. Away from, yeah. So I will everything else is called now. a crash. That's why they're called crash mats. Yeah. So if you can't do that, if you're not if you're not happy enough to do that, yeah. get back on the mats before you do anything else because it's dangerous for you to be falling yeah. at the moment. Yeah. And that falling, works the same yeah. as anything else. It's yeah. if you're not prepared to do it, if if, you, if there's a situation in which you wouldn't feel comfortable throwing yourself, and my students have seen both me and you do this of throwing ourselves at the floor, um, if you're not prepared to, then we need to we yeah. need to get back to square one. So there's, a, there's a brilliant quote on the recent released um, stuntman react thing actually where Gideon Silver's telling a story about one of the films they're doing. And so you've got the two guys falling down a hill in, I can't remember what the name of the film was now, um, but the, the, they're, they're looking, stood there all padded up and stuff, looking at it as they're about to roll down and hit trees and various stuff. And the stunt coordinator said, cool, see you down there, and jumped. <laughs> Fair. Fair and they kind of went, well, fuck it, he's gone, we might. <laughs> they were like, kind of, he's done it. Okay, well, sure. <laughs> and they've just gone after it and done it. But that, that, that was like, yeah. And that's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you're going to get hurt a bit, but. Yeah. Well, we said this many times before, if you're a martial artist and you're not hurt, yeah, what have you been doing? Like you've been wrapped in cotton wool, but I think we'll, we'll kind of end it there. Yeah, um, we've over a lot of things, but um, yeah. So guys, there are courses out there. If you're, it yeah. doesn't matter if you're a martial artist or not, if you want to get into similar stuff to what Tom's doing, which is like I said, I will be when COVID fucks off finally i will be going along to one of these courses um i plan to do the fundamentals it's not guaranteed although the fundamentals i'd hope i'd pass but it's not guaranteed i'm gonna be able to pass it even though i've got martial arts so, it's not made for, for that for that is a brilliant antidote so for my rapier and dagger exam i passed mm. for my unarmed combat exam distinction funny um it's gonna be fucking annoying now if i don't do that <laughs> <laughs> i also said that just so that you had in your head going if i don't do that <laughs> Fails everything. God damn it. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it's because I, you know, I don't have the experience with that. And I'm very kind of, I'm very kind of hit it, hit it hard. You know, I, that old adage of if you're in a fight, um, hit them, hit them hard and keep hitting them is kind of in my head most of the time as a self-defense instructor. So it's very, it's going to be very difficult for me to be, be doing this as there. But the, the courses are out there, guys. You can find them all over. Yep. I'm also in the... Um, point, independent drama. There you go. Um, 
in the link below, uh, there's going to be a link to my um, to my Twitch just because it's selfless plug. And there's also uh, shameless, not selfless, shameless plug. There's also going to be a link to our merch for any of the merch you want for um, uh, Kicks of Crotch, which is a fun little thing. It will be just there or there, depending on how I flip this screen round. There'll be our, our logo, um, so you can get you know all different things there. Please do give it a look. Um, there's also going to be a link to uh, the YouTube or Prime, whichever I can find first, for Ren, so you can have a look, see if you can find Tom on screen there as well. So, shouldn't um, be that hard. A idea. It shouldn't be that hard. that's flying through the air. <laughs> every other person getting knocked out or killed is probably me. There you go. <laughs> and we have that as a, as a little mission and homework for you guys that are watching. But um, we will see you in a couple of weeks' time, as normal, um, under the new uh, schedule. So we're, we're every fortnight. We'll see you in a couple of weeks' time. Not too sure um, who we're chatting to yet, um, but we'll, it, it could be anything. We've had people from literally all over the world on here now. So we don't know who is up next. But uh, thanks very much, everyone. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>